What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another episode of All the Smoke. Famo. I see you giving me pounds now because you probably got some sweaty ass hands. Anyway, not today. We got our brother, man, Paul George, in the building, man. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Finally got you here. We've been trying to long overdue. We've been trying to grab him since last season, but we got him here. Uh, man, how are you and the family doing? I'm good. I'm good. Family. Congrats. I heard you just uh, popped, popped the question. Yes, sir. Are you man. sure? You ready? I'm ready. That's it's right. time, man. I'm 30. Okay. Wifey just turned 30. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was time. We're going mm-hmm. into a new phase, new chapter in our lives. So, you know, that's that's what I was waiting on. She ain't know I was waiting on that moment um, yeah. of us turning 30. But, you know, I, I just I just realized it. Um, and it's, it's dope when you get to that maturity level yep. where you, you recognize right. when you do need to grow your shit up mm-hmm. and, and take it to the next level. So we in a good space. I'm happy so. to see that, me, because me, I've been preaching because I've made all, a lot of mistakes with women, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I've been preaching, to, especially the young black men, to find them a woman and build with that woman. Mm-hmm. Because all the baby mama shit that can end, and all the money you can spend that can, that can ruin your life easily. Mm-hmm. And we worked so hard, so hard to get to this point. Right. So I commend you on taking that step because I'm preaching that to more young black men. Right. Congratulations. How has uh, COVID been treating? I mean, you're kind of an isolated person. You like to chill, so probably COVID really hasn't affected. Everyone's stayed healthy. You've been just chilling and, and working out and yeah. staying in your lane. Yeah, I just, you know, I I game, man. I be on the game. I chop it up with the homies. We on, you know, party chats on the game all mm-hmm. day. Jack thinks he could play the game, too. COD. 
Zoom. I see that. I see that. We're gonna have to connect on some yes, war zone. Yes, sir. Getting them trenches. Yes, um, but you know, what I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a laid back, chill, low key person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I've been. You know, I ain't, I ain't really the one to be in the scene and be out. Mm-hmm. I kick back. I chill. I got little ones now to right. to to post up with. So that just be my vibe now. What's mm-hmm. fatherhood like? It's dope. It's dope, man. Especially What's the age? What's the age of my my oldest is six. Baby girl just turned three. Uh, about two weeks ago, um, so you know I'm a I'm a girl dad full on. Mm, me too. Um, it's dope to see yourself in, you know, little a little girl version of mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 just a different world, man. It's a different joy, a different excitement to be able to be in a fatherhood. Uh, you know, I grew up with two parents. My my, my dad was in my my life, my whole life. Um, you know, and, and so it's it's just dope to have. To remember those moments you had with your pops, mm-hmm. and then be able to create moments with your little ones, mm-hmm. and then find the similarities in between it. So, um, you know, it's it's an awesome experience. That's what's up. Um, the bubble. How I was someone who, from the beginning, I'm just like, yo, we're taking and people. Oh, they make a bunch of money, they'll be fine. But I was just thinking about the human aspect. We're mm-hmm. taking people during a pandemic, during a crazy racial field, cre- president. Fueling fires left and right, but we're putting you guys in an isolated bubble, something that's never been done. Hats off to the NBA for making sure you guys were safe first and foremost. But mm-hmm. what was the experience, the human side of it, outside of playing games and everything? Because you were one of the people who actually spoke on the the, the, the mental aspect and, and, and how tough it was for you at times being in that bubble, isolated from your family and in the world. Right. It was hard. I ain't going to lie. It was hard. Um, you know, up, up until this point, 10 years in, you know, you used to – the you know five star hotels you used to, um, you know, it, it, like people would be like, man, you used to living in the hotels, but it's it's just not the same. Like you, you used to being able to step out and go get you a nice dinner, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on the road. Like so, it it was just a different environment. And then to because where we stayed, we ain't had no no balcony. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, our our we I think we was the only we was the only hotel that didn't have outside balconies. The mm-hmm. other two. Uh, um, hotels that the other uh, teams were staying on, they all had outside balconies, so they could step they out step and get outside. fresh air. Yeah, right. yeah. For us to step out and get fresh air, like you had to like go see Milwaukee. You got to go see uh, the Lakers. Like mm-hmm. we all in the same. And so I ain't, I ain't like, I ain't the one to kick it with other. Like yeah. we're trying to win a championship. Yeah. Like, way, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like and so for us to step out and and to do that, like you had to see other cats on the campus and um it was just hard like you FaceTime in your your family at home you FaceTime in your kids it just as at some point you start to break mm-hmm. and it's like man what am i doing here like this ain't it right mm-hmm. here like i understand we trying to win a championship and that's the focus but it's just it, it, it everything got to line up for this right. to happen right and um you know I, to 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 you know what it is i i give i tip my hats off to the Lakers for, for being able to accomplish that. Um, but myself, I struggled with it. I had a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. Doc is gone. T. Lou is in. Um, you know, me playing for that team and still being close to some people on the uh, uh, on the uh, business side of it, you know, you hear there was some rumblings in the locker room and, and, and stuff was a little rougher than we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys seem to make it work and, 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 and put it together as much as you can. What do you guys feel like, obviously, with the letdown of last season? What are we in store for this up- upcoming season, personally from you, but from a team as a whole? Uh, for me, you know, because a lot, a lot of people, like, don't know. I work out and I train hard every summer, right? 
this was the first summer I wasn't able to do that because I had uh, the, this past summer going into last season was the first summer that I wasn't able to do that because I had shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. So I missed a whole summer of training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came back, the team was already, you know what I mean, rolling. They already got, you know what I mean? We didn't start off, we started off okay, but we didn't start off as well as we wanted to. But I feel like they already had a little chemistry going. Um, and so when I came into the mix, I'm, I missed a whole, like, I missed that time in the summer of playing pickup ball, hooping, getting a rhythm, getting a mm-hmm. flow, working on my game. And the timing right. The timing right. So when I came back into the league and started playing again, it, I just felt off. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like a, a part of the team. And then, you know, the way I was being used, I felt like I was, you know, Doc was trying to play me as like a, a Ray Allen or like a J.J. Mm-hmm. Reddick, like all pin downs, all like, I can do game. it, but that ain't my game, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I need some flow. I need some mixes of, of pick and rolls. I need some post-ups. All that. Just different touches, you know what I mean? Um, and so it, it it was just, you know, that last season was just hard uh, overall. Uh, but I think for this year, you know, we everybody's starting off on, on a healthy page. We're starting off on the same page. Um, me and Kawhi going to get some time together working out. Um, I think everything is just not rushed going into this season. Mm-hmm. I felt last year everything was kind of rushed. I think rushed. it happened for a reason. I think y'all going to benefit from that because mm-hmm. going through the wars, the wars and the struggles and the ups and downs I went through in the bubble, now y'all coming out to start again with a new coach, with a fresher minded coach, with a guy who probably y'all probably could communicate more with because mm-hmm. he more close to our age. And we right. kind of, you know what I'm saying? We come from that same era. But at this, I, I think y'all benefit from those those hard times that y'all come together more this year because y'all starting from scratch. Right. Being in training camp together, it makes a big difference, bro. Right. It makes a big difference for a team going together. And once y'all get that, I think y'all be fine. Right, right. And I just think the understanding, I mean, you got to think for the first time, the Clippers were picked to win a championship. When was the last time you ever heard that? Right. Never. You know what I mean? yeah. So a lot of added pressure on that. And then like you said, not being able to gain that chemistry from the jump mm-hmm. and people can say what they want chemistry is the key matters. to winning championships i don't give a fuck what nobody says the chemistry's got to be there right you know at least while you're playing and uh to not have that was tough you know but i was someone who picked you guys i i think you i thought mm-hmm. you guys were built to beat who we thought was going to be in the west finals mm-hmm. and i'm sure you felt the same way mm-hmm. how tough was it you know going in and, and having that lead on Denver and then seeing them walk y'all down and, and walk y'all out pretty much. Yeah, it was it was tough because, uh, like, you know, we was confident. We felt like, you know, we was we went up 3-1. Uh, we felt like, you know, we're going to win the next one. We lost. We like, cool, we up 3-2. We're going to win the next one. We lost. <laughs> but during that during that whole process, like, we, we never worked on adjustments. We never mm-hmm. worked on what to do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we just literally having the same shit happen over and over again. So it, it it started to play a trick on you. Like, man, like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? We talking amongst each other. Like, the conversation is like, nah, we're going to be all right. The conversation should have been like, nah, we need this to change what we this. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to switch this up. We need – so it, it – we, we wasn't – like, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think – we deserved it. We wasn't prepared enough going into it from, uh, you know, um, just us making adjustment standpoint. Uh, we w- we wasn't prepared. We didn't put the work into it. It was kind of just like, yo, we got PG, we got Quad, we got Lou, Lou Trez. Trez. Yeah. Like, we, we going to be straight. We going to figure it out. All that shit on paper looks good. It but like we good, said, man, it's that man, chemistry. You know, like, and, and, I, and I related to, like, we didn't practice during the, the whole year. 
Um, and it's that's hard to do when you're putting a fresh new group new of guys together. together. Yes, sir. Because the problems you have during games, He's those shits can get ironed out in practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to bump heads in practice, but mm-hmm. you're going to come out of that practice like, Better okay, it. I understand this dude. I, mm-hmm. I know where he's coming from. When it happened during games, it's, it's going to rub a little differently. Because hard to come back from that doing it. It's hard to come yeah. back from that, especially in the playoffs. The heat of the moment. Yeah. Right, right. And you're like, well, okay, this is, that's what he on. So, all right, I got mm-hmm. you. And that's just kind of how the how how the team, you know what I mean? That's just kind of how we was, how how we went about it after stuff start, you know, unfolding and mm-hmm. unraveling. Some sort of island. That's list. how it happened on little Draymond and KD. They didn't win it, and that could have been a big a big part of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not yeah. being a, not being on the same, same page. page. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about your upbringing, Palmdale. Um, your mom falls ill, a mm-hmm. stroke as a child. How old were you at that point? I was uh I was nine years old when that happened to my mom. Talk to us about that time and what you were thinking. Man, I didn't to be honest, I didn't know what was going on. I was uh I was literally outside in the front yard playing hoops. Um and then uh I see an ambulance truck pull up to the house and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm still like I'm thinking they just about to pass us, like they about to pass my house up, keep going. They pull up and they stop literally like right in front of the court. So I'm like, yo, what's going on? Then, um, you know, they rushed in the house. They grabbed my mom's. Like, I see my mom's getting carted out on on the stretcher. So I'm like, man, what? Like, And I'm nice, so I don't know what's going on. Right. It's like, to be honest, like my first time seeing an ambulance truck, like, up close right here. So, you know, I'm asking questions. You know, my dad trying to keep everybody calm and, and, and collected. He like, you know, mom just got a little sick. At this time, they didn't know what, what happened. Right. Um, so, you know, they doing the whole diagnosis, the testing. And <clears throat> I'm noticing, like, all right, it's been like a day now. Moms ain't came back home. Where's she at? Where's she at? Mm-hmm. Like, and so um, we get the phone call. You know, she had a stroke. She had two blood clots. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she was pronounced dead. Um, so, you know. At nine, that shake your world. That up. shake your whole world up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like what, what, what is like? Please give me answers to what's what's going on. Um, so after that, we go visit my mom. We go see her, and it was crazy seeing my mom like as a baby. She couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. She couldn't like nothing. She couldn't move. She just looking at us, and. Her eyes is telling us everything. She couldn't communicate. It was like she was a baby, mm-hmm. a vegetable. And, um, you know, I, I, I like froze up in that moment. And, I, you know, I, I, I spent just so much time as a family. We just spent so much time just sleeping at the hospital, staying at the hospital. Then, uh, you know, this was like months. Moms was at the hospital. Then, then they finally allowed her to come home. She still was, you know, hospitalized in a hospital bed inside our home. I used to sleep right by my mom's. Uh, we put her in the living room every night. I'll sleep right there by my mom's, make sure she was all right. Um, but it, it 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 did a lot for me. It, it kind of motivated me and, and and really like lit a fuse to like. I knew I always wanted to be a ball player, but that's what like mm-hmm. kind of put me on that path to like. I don't got a choice. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to hoop. This Mandatory. is my life. Yeah, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. And so it it just it motivated me as a kid. Mm. Um, hmm. Growing up, Kobe was a big fan of yours. Um, damn, my 
bad. Just had a moment real quick. Rest in peace to our Rest brother, man. Peace, so Brian. Kobe was obviously an idol of yours. Any memorable moments, obviously, growing up, you know, kind of on the outskirts of L.A., you got to see him and winning his rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone you modeled your game after. What was what was it about Kobe that was you, drew you to him? It was just his approach. <clears throat> um, like, I was actually talking to somebody today about, uh, you know, I, I loved him growing up. My household was was Lakers, uh, you know, rest in peace, my grandmother. My grandmother was the biggest Lakers fan, biggest Kobe <laughs> fan. Um, so it, it was just always on at the house. And I just loved, like, you know, he, he didn't care, like, his approach to the game. I remember a quote he said, uh, like, good players are supposed to make you look bad. Like, that's their job. But I'm gonna take that challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They supposed to make me look stupid out mm-hmm. here, and that always like resonated with me. Like, I don't care. Like, if I get crossed, I get crossed. If I get dunked on, I get dunked on. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. take that challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's fun to a take lot of that challenge. Very few. It's very few. You left. It's very few. And I remember uh, I was I was going. It was my senior year. It's first time I seen Kobe play. It was my or my senior year going to, to be a freshman in college. Um, I went to Staples to go see T-Mac and Kobe square off. Uh, T-Mac was was on Kobe's ass. Mm-hmm. T-Mac gave Kobe everything. I think he finished with like 30-something. I think the Houston won that game. Uh, but but really what stood out was Kobe was guarding T-Mac. T-Mac wouldn't guard Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that stood out to me. That mm-hmm. was one thing that like I, I, I got to see, because T-Mac is my, my second favorite player. So I got to see T-Mac in, in his you know, his element. I saw I saw T Mac um, you know, a ray of sh- uh, stuff that I wanted to work on. I, s- I got to see T Mac live doing it. But what stood out to me was like, damn, this dude Kobe like taking he, that challenge. He taking that challenge. He trying to check him. Uh and, and from that day on it was like, yeah, that's that's my guy. That's, that's my guy. Any memorable stories once you got a chance to get in the league and play against him or any battles that come to mind when mm-hmm. you think of him? Yeah, yeah, um, a couple, man, a couple. I remember the first time I got to play him, and we had B. Shaw as an assistant, and um, in Indiana, in Indy, mm-hmm. and um, like B. Shaw talking shit from the <laughs> bench, egging Kobe on. He, you know, Kobe, young fella on you, young fella on you, Kobe. So uh, this one play, we down on they end, right in front of Lakers bench. Kobe hit me. Boom, you know, his little shimmy, he gave me an elbow. Boom, felt it. I'm this this my what second year, so I'm like 220. I'm light. <laughs> he gave me an elbow. Boom, I felt it. Gave me the pump. I go for it, right? Pump, I go try to block the shit. He ended up scoring. He run down. He look at B Shaw. He say, yo. Tell the young fella, check check him for feathers. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm right here next to him, too. <laughs> like, wait, what you mean? <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? It it was, you know, after the game, he showed love, you know, he he, you know, showed me mad love, you know, gave me words of motivation, mm-hmm. keep me, keep me uh, you know, motivated to keep going. Um, but that was most memorable. And then the opportunity, you know, I played him his last go around, played him in LA and when he came to Indy. Um that was, you know, moments that'll stand out, and I'll, I'll never forget getting to play him in Indy, his last go around, getting a win on him on this last go around, <laughs> um, and then we had an intimate moment, you know, when he was going through his whole tour yeah. after the games, 
he'll come chop it up, you yeah. know what I mean, in the locker room with, with everybody. And it was just me and him. Um, he came to the locker room, and it was just me and him. Just had a moment. And um, it was awesome, man. It was it was dope to share that moment. With what him. year was that for you? This was year... Five, six? Let me see. Nah, this is year six. Okay. Yep, this year six. That's what's up. Um, when did you know, like you said, you found out at nine, or you you told yourself at nine when your mom got sick, but when did that start becoming a reality that you actually had a chance to become an NBA player? Um, uh, I think in, uh, in middle school, um, I felt I had a chance, um, just because I knew I was unique. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, in my middle school, I was playing point and I was by far the tallest kid, um. Everywhere we played, I was the tallest kid. And I was playing a point guard. Um, and I, I knew then, like, uh, I'm different from what all these kids mm-hmm. are. And, uh, you know, and that just came from me watching T-Mac, watching Cole, big guards. They was inspiring mm-hmm. me. And uh, that's that's kind of when, when I knew, you know, I got a chance at this. So you end up going to Fresno State, turning down places like Georgetown, Penn State. What was the overall factor that just made you decide to go to Fresno State? Uh, it was basically me just being a family first uh, kid, um, and my parents were super supportive. They literally went to every game, mm-hmm. so it was basically making it easier on them. The trip that they can catch me, you know, catch all the games they want to. Um, that's that was the only factor that came down. Um, at that point, I probably only been out of state maybe one one or two <laughs> times, so it was like, man, I uh, I would have been uncomfortable being far, far away, away from home. Right. It was the closest, um, so it's like, man, if I can make it here, let's do it. All right. Almost a year to the day, uh, your jersey was retired. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four hung in the rafters. How'd that make you feel? It was dope, man. It was awesome. Uh, a lot of great moments, experiences there. Um, you know, I think it was more so what I did in the league than than what I did in Fresno. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I ain't do as much as I wanted to in college. So um, it was just dope, though, for them to honor it. Um, to to be the first person uh, to be hung up, basketball player to be hung up in the Save Mart Center, uh, which is a lot of people don't know, man. It's like an NBA arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was dope to be get my jersey hung up in there. So 10th pick in the draft, you're going to Indiana. Any memorable draft night stories or leading up to the draft that, that stuck with you? Uh, just the whole, the whole process. Because, um, you know, I got called to be in New York. Um, for a draft night, and uh, that was my first time. That was the first time my grandmother got on a plane. It was the Ooh. first time my dad flew on a plane. First time my mom flew on a plane, um, and so they flew from Cali to New York. Um, so just the whole experience, like it was, it was. You know, I'm I'm a small town kid, Ooh. so for for my parents to experience the stuff we experienced going through that process was, you know, it, it was it was the world to me. Like that was that was the draft right there. We won. At that moment, mm-hmm. um, so just you know, having new memories was was awesome. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real, real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned?
Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Cali to Indiana. What was that like for you personally? <laughs> Jack that played shit. out there. Jack know about Indiana. Yes. That you know, almost fucked everything <laughs> off. <laughs> Shooting shit, shit up in the stands, all kind of shit. I, I love, as far as the organization, though, I have to say this, Donnie Walsh is my guy. Yeah. Because a lot of people tried to bury us and they had our back. You know yeah. what I mean? For that side of it, the organization was solid. But the city, it's a lot of haters out there, fam. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it was different. Going from Cali to Indy was different. Um, the weather, the people, the the city, restaurants, like it was it was just a different experience. Um, it opened me up to a lot of stuff. I'm happy I went to Indy uh, as a rookie um, because it allowed me to really like just lock in as a player, work on my game. It was nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it, it it was just a good like switch up for me to be out there. Um, that's all I'm gonna say on Indy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I ain't really you know vibe with a lot of the front office people mm-hmm. after they made the change. Right, um, and Larry kind of stepped off and stepped away from the team. Different management took over, um, mm-hmm. and I at that point I, I understood like the business the business part the business of business side of it. I remember you I had guys had you guys had some sort of a falling out. On your exit, right? I remember you said something you would say one day. What happened? And I think you might have spoke on it, but what? I didn't hear what happened. Like what happened? What was the falling out? Well, it was. Uh, it was so, and I took a lot of heat for it, but it is what it is. Um, so we do a. It's a. It's a, a softball game that we do in Indy. Um, it's for you know to raise awareness for um, cancer. Um, in Indiana, and so we we do this every every year, and 
a lot of people like Roy used to be the per, the face of it. He got traded away, so then I I took it over um, with Robert Mathis, um, football player. Yeah, uh-huh. so we we took it over, and I and I joined you know part with him to to kind of keep that game and that tradition going. Um, so we did that. I got interviewed, and they like you know. PG, do you want to stay here? Like, what's your plans? And at that point, that's where, like, I grew up a Kobe fan. Kobe stayed in LA. That's all I knew. I, I want to stay with the organization that drafted me and see what, what happens there. Like, I want to, I want to, Indy didn't have a championship at, at they, they still don't, but I wanted to be the first one to bring that to them. Um, so I, you know, I go through the whole press after the event, say, I want to stay here. Like, this is home. This is, this is where I want to win one at. Then that night, and all before we get to that point, a lot of stuff happened. I had, you know, that that season. Uh, let me, I'm backtracking, but that season before we got to that that summer, that season, uh, I, my name came up in trade talks. So I had, you know, the front office meet me in New Orleans. It was All Star Weekend in New Orleans. I had the front office meet me in New Orleans chop it up with them, like my agent come down, like what is these trade talks? Like, am I am, am I y'all guy or am I not? Like, mm-hmm. let me know. So they like, nah, we not moving you, we not touching you, like, you know, you our future, like you're our, our centerpiece, like, so they telling me all the good stuff. Literally right before trade deadline, my agent get calls again, like, yo, mm-hmm. PG's on, the, like they saying PG's on the markets, teams like asking about them and they're having conversations. So that was like, strike two, strike three, you know what I mean? All the other stuff was them moving other pieces around me that was like my brothers, right. and they just moving them. I'm waking up, you know, getting messages like, hey, this person's traded this person. Yeah, we wasn't going to stay. And I don't have no, like, it's cool. I ain't, I ain't in the front office. That ain't my job. That's their job. But let me know, please. Like, mm-hmm. So all that was like strike ones and twos. And now when I hear my name in trade talks, that's strike three. Now I'm like, man... Especially after you tell me we good. Right. We just had a we just had a lunch about this. So fast forward to the to the moment where we do this game. I get interviewed, still saying I want to be here. This is my home. That night, and and and, and mind you, I, I think I said uh we had a, a top three player in the league at this time, power forward that was that I was trying to get to come to Indy. He wanted to come. I bring it to the front office. They ain't do they deaded it. Did you ever say who that was? It was AD. Okay. AD. Ooh. Me and AD talked. Um, and AD wanted to come to Indy, close to Chicago. He was mm-hmm. like, "Man, it's perfect. Yep. Y'all got something going over there." Mm-hmm. So Can you imagine that. So yeah. right. So I bring that to the front office. They deaded it. We can't do it. Small market. Blah blah blah. I'm like, man, all right. So then that night, go back to after we did the baseball or yeah, the, the charity game. That night they called me up like. You know, I got we got this player and we looking at that player. And these two players is mm. we not winning with these two guys that they named. So I call my agent, like, man, what what am I doing here? They don't want to win. Like mm-hmm. they in my it and, and what I think honestly, I don't want to bash the organization because it was wonderful people there, but in my opinion, I think it's an organization that just care to be competitive. Mm-hmm. They, they don't win. care to win. Mm-hmm. They got pressure from the from the city of Indiana to be competitive, and that's where they 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 hang their hat on. Um, they just want to be a team that can compete, mm. and their chance of winning is they're gonna have to do it in the draft, building the team, 
that's going to take forever. So I called my agent like, man, get me out of here. Like, they don't want to win. I'm wasting time here. I mm -hmm. came off of surgery. Larry trying to get me to play the four coming back. Like, it was just a bunch of stuff. I just, I threw the towel in. And, um, man, I just asked to get out of there. And that's how that all, all, all that kind of transpired. After getting drafted, getting to the NBA, what was your welcome to the NBA moment? Uh, well, my, 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 my real welcome to the NBA moment was the first time I seen Boston play. And they had Rondo, Ray, mm, Paul Pierce, KG. KG, and Shaq. Yeah. And all them cats on the floor at the same time. <laughs> that was that was like legit my first welcome to the NBA moment right there. He said this is like the monster. It was like, <laughs> bro, I'm watching from the bench like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up watching these dudes, idolizing these dudes. And now I'm I'm I, I'm that close. I was in a suit and shit, but yeah. <laughs> in my mind I'm like I'm that close right. to getting there. Right. Uh, so it was just a dope. It was a dope moment to see and, and and to be able to witness that. You didn't experience immediate success. How did that keep you focused and grinding, being all the way away from home, and then not really being able to get off right at the beginning? How did you stay locked in? Uh, it was. You know what? I I, I hated the dude. It was our coach, Jim O'Brien. Oh, I hated dickhead. Jim O'Brien. Dickhead. I, I had him in Philly. like a wanker. Yeah. Fake-ass uh, Patino. Yeah, exactly. Fake-ass Rick exactly. Patino. Exactly. I wanker. hate it. But you know what? The one lesson, it, it made me better. Um, he was the reason I stayed locked in. Mm. He would, like, and I, I get it. Head coach, they don't want to talk to the to directly to the, the star players. But it'd be little shit like, We'll watch film, and I'll be in a suit that game, and he'll point out shit that he'll call my name out, like, you skinny prick, like, you see, that's what you got to fucking do. And I'm like, hmm? I'm in a suit, you know what I mean? Like, what what is you coming at me for? But I'm a rookie, so <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I got to take it, right. you know what I mean? I got to take it on the chin. And he would just do little stuff and practice. He'll call me names. Uh, film, he'll call me out, and like I said, it'd be stuff that I ain't had no parts of. Mm -hmm. He kept me locked in, like, all right, I'm gonna show your I'm ass. I'm gonna show your ass, yeah. Yep. yeah. So every practice, I used to be on a ass. Like the vest used to be like, man, Rook, like, chill out. Who was game speed. He was game speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was game speed. <laughs> exactly. Me and Lance was on a oh, every Lance practice. Too. We was on them every practice. Yeah. We was a scout team, right. so. We had to mimic the LeBrons. We had to mimic the D-Wades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We was on their ass. Y'all out there getting loose. Who was, who was some of your vets on that team? I had cool vets, man. Uh, Grange. Danny Grange. Uh, James Posey, TJ. Oh, gee. Uh, Jeff Foster. Mm -hmm. um, Dunleavy, but, you know. How good Danny Grange would have been if he didn't get hurt? <sighs> I tell people this all the time. I like, played with him. Grange was a bucket, man. Grange was a bucket. He could do Nothing it with the best of them. Neither. It was just at all. straight get to the money. At all. He just knew how to score. Mm -hmm. he, he, you know, it, it was no skill work, mm -hmm. uh, but he knew how to play. He knew how to get a bucket. Uh, and I learned a lot from Danny. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just sitting back and observing. You He's know. solid, too. He's solid, solid strong. You know, just a good all-around dude. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I have some good vets to be around. Mm -hmm. Big Roy. Roy took me under his wing early. Some cool Roy. people to be around. You uh, 
you hit you hit you ran into Miami's big three right when Indiana started experiencing some success in the playoffs in 2012. You guys lost in the second round and then 13 and 14 Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. seven games one year, six games another. What year was the year you dunked on uh, Chris Anderson? That was uh that was my first year. That was 2013. 13? Yeah. You gave them the most Ooh. problems when you you gave you was the nuisance to Miami. That's when Playoff P was born. Yeah, yeah. Playoff P was yeah. born in, yeah. Killing. It was man, it, it was just, you know, it was an opportunity. Right. And um we was the underdogs, nobody expected nothing from us. Coach Vogel, shout out Coach Vogel. He yeah, gave bro. me really the 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 keys to just go in. Y'all wasn't scared. Y'all went in battle. It was like we they had the pressure on them. You yeah. know what I mean? We uh we had a culture where we played hard and that that translate. Like mm-hmm. playing hard was 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 a, a, a skill. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. And we had that. Mm-hmm. Um so we wasn't gonna back down regardless of who we played. You know, I just wished I was more experienced when that time came around. Like looking at it now. You know, I, I wasn't where I needed to be from mm-hmm. a maturity level um, mm-hmm. to take that challenge. But I knew I wasn't scared for the moment. First and foremost, that's the most important. Mm-hmm. Who were uh, some of your favorite teammates in Indiana? Oh, man, Monte. Monte. Oh, that's our brother. Yeah, that's our little brother. <laughs> cool motherfucker. Cool right. as hell, yeah. man. Country as hell. Country as a motherfucker. Tony two times. <laughs> Oh, we tell you one time, just a quick story. We got and what year was that? The the was that the We Believe season? The That's season the, year after. I, the year I got there. We got the last game of the season, but I think it was yeah, it was the last regular game. We got a tattoo. We got him a tattoo with my tattoo artist. He got the same little cross on uh-huh. his arm. This motherfucker came back next summer with more tattoos. He had no tattoos, all of, us, bro. all of us. He had more than all of us next year. Bro, back, stomach, legs. That's how he got stomach, blasted, man. Huh? And like in one summer, that boy took a lot of. He pain. didn't have none when we got there. <laughs> Zero, none. Zero still took baths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Told yeah. two times, like, man, Ooh. Monte, that, that's yeah. my guy. Yeah, um, man, but Monte, G Hill, uh, Roy. Uh, Lance, D Lance West, is crazy as fuck. I played with Lance, crazy as hell. Too. But but you know, like people don't understand. It's like he wanted motherfuckers you you love you to play want, with, yeah. hate to play against, you hate to play against. No, I played mm-hmm. with him. We got so we got traded for. So me and Doc got into it, and that's how it was the first trade of uh, the trade deadline. Like I got traded at twelve oh two, gone out of there because I was about to whoop Doc's ass. So I got traded for Lance that season. And then we ended up playing together because they traded for Jeff Green from Memphis to go to uh, to the Clippers, and they traded Lance to me. So that was my first time playing with Lance. Just real misunderstood, like real great, but great dude, very skilled, great too. heel, a great heart, great intentions, burnt out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But who's, we all are, right, right, right. But just right. like really wanted to burnt. win. I really fucked with Lance. The I one fucked season with Lance I played, heavy. I had a good time I playing with Lance. Lance. Heavy. Shout out Lance State. We can, right. hey, first get team all burnt. Lance, me hey. and you, baby. <laughs> we, hey, we I'm down with it. On the show, man. Lance, he's somebody that 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 he definitely got to get because because he is misunderstood. A lot of people don't understand. He one of the, the most down to earth, like cool. cool dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Like take pictures with anybody, yeah. show love to anybody. Just on the court, like you understand his 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 upbringing, his mindset was just a kill on the court. Mm-hmm. So he gonna do whatever it takes. But off the court, man, one of the most laid back, yeah. coolest dudes ever. Funny as a funny as hell. Yeah, <laughs> I got stories. I can't even say them. I can't camera. even say mine either. But I only had it for like three or four months. That nigga had some stories, some yeah. videos, some tapes. Right, yeah. right. Fucking last boy had some shit with him. Motherfucker had some baggage yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, August first, two thousand fourteen. Walk us through the moment leading up to man something. 
I damn near shed a tear for seeing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was um, it was just crazy because the whole like, I felt good that morning. Everything was was solid. Everything felt normal. Then we going through the shoot around. I'm hitting. Like this is before the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we shooting around. I'm hitting. Everything falling. I feel good. The ball, like you, you know when you in that moment where the mm-hmm. ball is you just feel connected with the mm-hmm. rock. I used to feel like that in high school, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just felt like, you know what I mean? I'm about to destroy. And then I'm coming off of that the second time playing Miami. Mm-hmm. And I felt that much closer. Oh, like boy, I was boy. in a good place. I felt like I was ready that next year to to take over. Um, and, and be able to upset and, and, and go at Bron, real, for real, for real. So I felt good in camp, USA camp. I felt good in that shoot around. Game comes around, exact opposite. Motherfucker, mm. I couldn't make a shot. Uh, like, I, I just, I, I just everything that I felt in that shoot around, like, oh. it completely was gone. I couldn't buy a bucket. So now I'm like, all right, I got to do something to – to just leave an imprint. That's how I play. Like, I got to leave a print on the mm-hmm. game. So, and it's a scrimmage. I could have just let James go, take the bucket. In my mind, though, I ain't making no shots. Like, I got to do something to make yeah. an impact in this yeah. game. So I see James. He get the breakaway. Oh, get on the horse. Try to go catch him. Try to go get it. End up missing. I think I fouled him. Then I hit the stanchion. And I didn't... Nothing, I didn't feel nothing at that moment. I remember I'm on the ground though. I felt I, it. And I tried to get up. Ugh. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, and then I, it, it was crazy because everything happened in slow mo. I can hear the crowd like, <gasps> like I can hear the gas. I'm looking, like, as I'm trying to stand, I notice I can't stand. So I, I like just look back to see like my surroundings. I see phones and shit coming out. Like, I'm like, wait, what? So I look at my leg. And by the time I look at my leg, you know, shout out uh trainer. The trainer. I forget, I forget trainer. Put a towel now. over it. Yeah, he came I remember all that. threw the towel on it. And he like, he as I'm trying to get up, he like hold my chest down, like, yo, just relax. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. So then that's when the panic hit. And still I didn't feel it. Like just so much adrenaline, adrenaline was going body on. Body in shock. Yeah, my body in shock. So I I just that's why I'm like, I'm laying there and I'm I'm like this. I'm not really understanding what's going on. So I see my moms come down, I see my pops come Ooh. down. And, and you know, they like, you gonna be okay, son. You gonna be okay, son. And the, the part where it started to hurt when the stretcher came and they had to like, move, move my leg and pick it up to put it on, that's when I was like, oh. But I'm still in shock, so it's like I feel it, but I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Then they carted me off. You know, I, I go into the ambulance. My mom goes inside with me. You know, and the whole time she's still like, "You're gonna be stronger from this. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be okay from this." Um, you know, and it, man, it was, it was. What's that next 24 to 48 hours like? Did you go immediately into surgery? Right, or was it right under. Yep. Okay. I think I was like within an hour. I was, I wow. was in surgery. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got to the hospital, they took me in right away. Because if you if you wait, the swelling won't let you. Yeah, you won't be yep. able to do it. Yep. Um, so they was like, you know, it's best that we just take care of this. We handle it right away. As soon as I got to the hospital. I was sh- literally, sh- they, you know, gave me the stuff to to knock me out. I went right under. I woke up, um, and 
you know, I just was like sore. I was hurting. Um, but what's uplifting was though just everybody reaching out. Mm -hmm. the love. It was so many phone calls I had, mm -hmm. so many text messages, tweets, mm -hmm. you know, DM. It was just it was just a bunch of love. And so that's that's kind of what, what kept me cool through that moment being. That says a lot about you though, bro. Did a lot, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, like, to, to, like it's 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 certain it's especially niggas. Niggas go through shit that don't even be that dramatic and give up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had you, this could have been a career ending injury. Like you could you could have shut it down going through all that for the world to see in the on during the USA games. Like right. that was big, bro. And like as basketball players, like he said, I felt it and he cried because like dog, that's that's the last thing we want to see. See, last thing we want to see is somebody who we love watching play basketball. Right. And then one, then again, he's one of our brothers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the last thing we want to see. But I commend you, bro, from fighting back and being better than you was before that happened, dog. Mm -hmm. I salute you for that, dog. Well, appreciate because it. we all was tore down when that happened, yeah, yeah, dog. Appreciate it. Real. And I took a lot from 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 your page because I don't know if you remember uh, uh, Josh Corbill and, and Car Eaton yeah. over in Indy. Yeah. So as a rookie, they was like they used to rave about you because they like man. We had Jack. Jack would get hurt, and he would practice through it. He would play through it. Like he never complained. He never set out. So that 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 was like okay. Like, that's what I gotta do too. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I gotta do too. Uh, yeah. like, I'm gonna carry that torch. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I commend you for for uh, for bro. inspiring me to just you know push Keep through. Keep going. Yes, sir. That's why it's like now at this moment. When I see cats like, and I've been taking a lot of heat through playoffs, mm -hmm. uh, performances, and all that. I, I've been injured, I get hurt, but I'm going to play through it. God, you know right. what I mean? And it, it, it's just funny, like, certain situations, Casp, some hurt, they sitting out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to play through that. Goddamn right. right. You know what I mean? my motherfucking bones coming through my leg. I'm yeah. Exactly. Unless something is broke. They won't, right. a lot of people won't get that, though. They right. won't get it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you just said, you know, you really felt like coming off the second loss of Miami, it was time for you to take that big step. How... What was your mental thought process knowing that you're the best player you've ever been in your life, playing mm -hmm. the best you've ever played, and then to have an injury in a scrimmage game? What was that mental process to kind of digest that and, mm -hmm. and be that driving force for you to get back and try to be where you were before? You know what? The <clears throat> the the only thing, like, the I was I I I had my faith that I was gonna put the work in and I was gonna come back better. And like that part I wasn't worried about. The only thing that hurt in that moment was the window that was closed. Um, because you could just see it, you know, the life was taken out of us. When I showed back up to Indy, you could just see it on D West face. You could yeah. see it on Roy face, G Hill face, like like that window's closed. And that was that the year they tried to make you gone. a power forward, right? Yeah. And that yeah, that following <laughs> I year. That shit. Larry, and I'm like, bruh. I don't even know if I can hoop at small forward right. again. Like you gonna right. make me play in uh, uh, thirty pounds, forty pounds, like guard cast that got weight advantage mm -hmm. on me, size advantage on me, and you know it, it that that bothered me like as well coming into a new season where I'm with a new team now. Mm -hmm. Roy got traded away. D West was gone. Uh, G Hill was gone. Like it was mm -hmm. a new All roster heads. that he yeah. trying to make me play another position with. Um, so, you know, that, that bothered me going into that season. What was your journey like to actually get back on the court? Talk to us how tough rehab was, how if you ever doubted or any anything crept in your mind like, shit, am I going to be who I was before? It, it I had, you know, 
through injuries like that, you're going to have your good days and then you're going to have your bad days. Um, I, I had I had some bad days where I used to just be like, man, like what what why are we doing this? Like, mm-hmm. My shit my shit broke. Like just let it heal and we could do this rehab shit later. Like just mm-hmm. let it heal first. Um, but thank God them trainers was like they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they knew that in order for that bone to heal, it had to take some contact, it had to take mm-hmm. some pressure. Um, and so I just followed the plan, but I was definitely I definitely had some dark days where I was your just support like, system was important was around everything. the time. Was everything. I know it. I needed people in my corner to push me through it because it's the first injury I ever mm-hmm. had. So I just didn't know how to deal with it. I, it was a space that I was unfamiliar with. So having it wasn't people, no normal injury either, bro. At so, all. Yeah. At all. So having people in my corner was they was the one that got me through it. Yeah. I had a minor meniscus tear in 2010, and I just know, speaking from my experience, the hardest thing to do coming back was trusting my knee, mm-hmm. even though it was healed, mm-hmm. even though the doctor said it's good, it didn't hurt. Did you have that process of really trusting your leg once you was back, like taking off on one leg or coming down for a rebound? Like that shit would scare the shit out of me the first Absolutely. couple times back. Absolutely. And what mm-hmm. people don't know is, so I broke it in August. I was back practicing with the team in January. Mm-hmm. I didn't play, I didn't debut playing until April though. Mm-hmm. So, and in April, I still looked like I was playing off one leg. But I was practicing like full on contact with the team in like January, February. Um, and so, you know, I was literally out there like dragging this motherfucker. But, you know, I'm listening to the trainers. They're like, you know, you have to, you know, trust it again. Trust it. You have Ooh. to put pressure on it. You have to like learn these movements again. Um, so it's again, easy to say when you ain't just go. To- yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's when I was having moments like, man, they tripping. Like, you know, what I mean, they tripping. Like, I they they see I'm not I'm playing off one leg. Like, they gonna I'm gonna mess around and mess this one. Right. Um, but you know, it it helped in the long run going into the next season mm-hmm. because I I knew what I could do. I knew what I was capable of. I had games under my feet um, playing that that season. So when I went to the next season, I, I like knew what I needed to to work on mm-hmm. uh, to be a hundred percent again. Uh, but yeah, like people don't understand. Like I, I played in April, but I was back with contact and, and practicing in January. Mm-hmm. Six months after that. Yeah, six yeah. months right after I was I was back in in, in practice crazy. rotations. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot. And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So your time is up in Indiana, um, off to OKC. What was that two-year experience like, uh, teaming up with Russ? Did Melo come? Melo was... Melo, a, a yeah, Melo, Melo came the first year. Yeah. What was that OKC experience like? You know, it was a, uh, it was it was a special bond um, that I that was created with Russ. Um, I saw y'all on and off the, I mean, off the court a lot. Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about before mm-hmm. we saw y'all at the Fourth of July thing at Nobu with your with your families and everything. Like y'all really created a bond. There, it was it, it was like. a genuine bond. Like, and and you know, Russ is another person that's like people like misunderstand. That's why we love y'all. Cause we fall in that category. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know it's all bullshit. Is there anything about Russ that, with knowing him as well as you do, why he's misunderstood? I kind of just think he doesn't give. I mean, obviously, he, his his give a fuck meter is. He's comfortable. Now he got to borrow some. Oh, he yeah. definitely got to borrow some. He uh, ran yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He don't, and I love that. Outside looking in, Russ is just comfortable with him, who he is. Yeah. He don't care what you think. He don't care what you say. That's mm-hmm. how he's supposed to. Be. Nothing's gonna phase him. Like. You know what I mean? I know who I am. Right. And when you get to that point, you're, you're a bad piece. motherfucker. Yeah. And when I step on this court, I might not beat you, but I'm going to be the hardest playing motherfucker on this court every night, every regardless night. if you like me or night. Every night. I'm telling you. And that's what I love that, about it. Honestly, it's the reason why I had the best season of my career playing with him. Mm. Uh, because, you know, I, I can play with somebody that I don't care. Like, people say, oh, he can't do it, he can't do that. I can play with a motherfucker that's going to leave it on the floor every night. every night. It pushes me. It challenges me to play mm-hmm. hard every night. I love that about him. He didn't mm-hmm. care what people said. Um, you know, he never got tired. Like, his energy level was crazy. I used to just be admired by it. Like, mm-hmm. literally be in the game. Like, wow, this, he did this. Like, he he, he could do that. Like, right. I used to just admire that shit. So, you know, I'm I'm a forever be in Russ Corner. Uh, Russ is, man... Uh, Brother for life, man. It seems like it's what you needed, though. Coming it, out of an injury, was. coming out of Indiana, it seems like you needed that motherfucker that was going to be a battery not only for you but for the team. And it like was. Like you said, it was your best career. It your was. season of your career. Because at that point, I felt like I was like – I felt good about who I, who I was as a player. Like, I felt like I was here. But mm-hmm. to see somebody else, it was it was dope to be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going together. He showed me how to get to here. Yeah. Like his energy, like yeah, his his yeah. effort, his work, his work ethic. Like, he showed me a different part. Um, that, you know, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, that's, there's room for improvement for me. Mm-hmm. So we've only heard, we don't really know, uh, but we heard that Kawhi wasn't going to the Clippers unless you came with him. Is there any truth? I knew that. 
ahead of time. Really knew. I can show you text messages, man. Kawhi was telling. Oh, I believe. It. I knew. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I knew. But we wasn't on the show. We wasn't doing the show then. Yeah, we were. No, we wasn't talking. We wasn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. We did not. We did not get to the point where we was talking. Call Kawhi, and we did never got to that point. No, we didn't. We never got to that because I was on TV when I said that about Kawhi. So y'all are that cool though. Kawhi? Yeah. That's family. So why the fuck hasn't he been on the show yet? That's a good question. He don't be on nobody's show. <laughs> he don't be on nobody's show. <laughs> I, I can't don't see know him. <laughs> I don't fuck with nobody. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if y'all can get him on, man. Talk to us about that experience, though. You know, being in OKC, being comfortable where you're at, really fucking with Russ, and then an opportunity to come back home. Yeah. Um, man, the whole, the whole way how it came about was just crazy, how everything lined up. Um... And I, I'm going to be careful because I don't want to, you know, OKC was awesome partners that mm -hmm. made the deal made happen. happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, right. throw anything out there that's going to put them in, you know, Sam Presti was just that's my guy. one of the best Solid. GMs and, and, you had him in San Antonio? partners yep. to work mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, man, after that season, um, and Kawhi and them just won it. I text him like, yo, congrats, bro. Like, you know what I mean? What a real one would do. Yeah, showing love. Like, because we talked about playing with each other a while back. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, you know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, congrats, bro. Like, you know, good shit. You did your thing. Like, you know, letting them know, you know, that it was love on this end. Um, and I'm at dinner. And so he hit me, he called me now. He's like, oh, yo, look, good looking, bro, good looks. So he like, what you gonna do? I'm like, like, what? <laughs> I'm. I'm in OKC, like, what you mean? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm under contract. I just re-up. Like, what you mean? He like, nah, what you going to do? So I guess some stuff leaked. Some, 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 you know, stuff was getting out there that, you know, trades was possible and, and you know, somebody was looking to get moved. Um, and so he like, you know, what you going to do? So now my eyebrows go up. Like, mm -hmm. I call my agent like, man. Uh, Kawhi saying this and that, like what, what what's what's going down? So my agent do his, you know, due diligence. He chopping it up with OKC. Come back to to actually that the stories that was being said was true. So I'm like, oh okay, well he knew shit about you before you even yeah knew. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, fuck. If he know, like it's out there. I it's time for me to go. Like if this is what's going on, so. That's basically uh, like to wrap it all up. That's kind of how it how it happened. Mm -hmm. And I went to Vegas. Me and him was on the clock, on the hourly clock. Like, yo, what's what's they saying mm -hmm. on that side? They saying this on my side. Like, so we we was just hip to hip with, with what was going on. Um, everybody, my side, his side, working together um, to where ultimately, man. Stage, we was able to pull it off. We made it happen. Mm -hmm. yes, Were there any rumors or, or truth to the rumors that you ha also had a chance to go to the Lakers and you decided not to, or was that just rumor? Nah, it was. It was. I had an opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. I had an opportunity because I, you know, it was my free agency, mm -hmm. um, and I stayed in OKC because Melo came aboard, mm -hmm. and you know, being a loyal, a real yeah. one. Yeah, I'm like, man, I will sign a bone. I will sign an extension. For Rust or for Melo to come mm -hmm. to OKC, mm -hmm. so that's how I gave up my free agent mm, opportunities okay. and locked in with OKC mm -hmm. because that was the only way to get Melo. Melo for them to trade for Melo. So I'm like, cool, like you know, and and I still thought it could have worked. We only was one together one year, like yeah. So 
that's how I was locked in. Um, I was supposed to, you know, take my free agency, be able to listen to everybody. At that moment, I was looking to go to L.A., but, you know, it was just like, you know what? I, I mess with Russ. I want to see this all the way through. Mm-hmm. Fine. Like, I'll, I'll sign an extension to get Melo here. Doing and, a big homie in silence. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. See, let's see what we can build. I was just, you know, it, it, it just sucked that it was short-lived. We only got to play one How year was it together. playing with him, though, too? Because we've been big advocates for Melo, and we thought he got the raw end of a stick, too, and he finally got he got a chance to redeem himself and, and show his worth and prove a lot of people wrong. But you were playing with two guys that were really very similar from the aspect of being misunderstood mm-hmm. as players. But when you talk to their counterparts or former teammates, they all loved him. Melo is a real one. Mm-hmm. And I got to spend time with Melo with Team USA, so that's where our relationship really, you know, our bond you know, came. Uh, Melo was a real one. Like, what people don't understand, Melo sacrificed. Melo wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, Melo, because what happened was me and Russ got traded there, and literally, Billy had, you know, all of this. There's no excuse, but Billy had a plan for me and Russ. Then, literally, like, right at the last minute is when we got Melo. So now, like, Billy, like, like I don't know how to. Incorporated. Incorporated. Y'all was my two guys. Like Melo just gonna have to find his way. Like and so I give I tip my hat for Melo. Melo was one hundred the whole time. He let me and Russ run the show. Um his only thing was like, cool, it's they team. Like I can be used more though. Like mm-hmm. don't just have Still. me be a spot up player. Yeah. Like, play me. y'all can play through me sometimes mm-hmm. too. Which we understood. We agreed, like we could play through Melo a little bit more. That's that wasn't the plan that you know they wanted going forward. Um, so we just we really just missed out on an opportunity of of us three being able to play together. Mm. Yeah. So you're in LA. What's your first thoughts? You have an opportunity to come home and literally come home and play. It was uh you know again it it just came down to family like because uh, my parents would travel everywhere. My mom you know with her disability it was tough on her go mm-hmm. from warm cities to cold cities. Um, and so, honestly, it was the first thing I thought of. Like, man, my moms get to watch right every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get to come to every home game. They don't got to leave no more. Uh, then it was like, man, I don't got to miss Thanksgiving. Yes. I don't got to miss yes. Christmas. Hey, like, bro, that's that small. That's that human shit that people forget we, about. Hey, 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 we, ta- we, th- we changing Thanksgiving to family day. Yeah. yeah. No more Thanksgiving. No more family Thanksgiving day. family day. Family yeah. day. I got to spend family day with mm-hmm. my folks. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, they would they would come, they would they would mix it up because I got sisters and stuff, mm-hmm. so it'd be hard for everybody to travel. Uh, so sometimes they would come down for Thanksgiving, sometimes or for Family Day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes go. they wouldn't. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it was just you know now I can enjoy holidays with my folks. Yeah, my kids can enjoy holidays with our whole home. family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was honestly bigger than basketball. Yeah. Every athlete dreams of playing in their home state. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody. I wish the Rockets would have signed me for a year or something like that. So I know the feeling. Be able to come back and say you playing in your home your state, home bro. state. front of your family. Right. How long would that last? About a though? good three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good day that ain't happened. Yeah, it was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. So you but you're coming in, so you're coming but you're coming back home off a of, off a of shoulder surgery, like you say, you're out of rhythm because I've seen you in the summer and you're a fucking monster. So to not to be able to have that come back. Mm-hmm without that summer under your belt, but then also the pandemic hits and that stops 
you know, because to me, the whole thing I was saying is just they got to hit their, they're going to hit their rhythm, you know, post All Star, mm-hmm. March, April, when normal teams hit their rhythm, mm-hmm. especially new teams. And you guys didn't have this. So you guys get three months off with the new team and then get thrown in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big, that fucked you guys up to me and my point. I, I still believed in you guys, but I was just like, when are they going to get their chemistry and their timing and you their rhythm? Saying, right. You kept saying that. Right. You kept saying that. Man. It's like if they don't get their chem, I, I was still riding for y'all. I still got to do some push-ups after the show because <laughs> of y'all. Ten push-ups. So I'm going to do them. But, uh, you know, that, that was my whole thing. I was saying, I was like, they need to get their chemistry and their rhythm down. And this, like I said, you're not coming in healthy from the beginning. And then the pandemic hitting was going to be an issue for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was crazy is we ended, before the pandemic hit, we playing, ended the season like playing, playing well. well. Playing we was, well. We, was, we just got Reggie. Mm-hmm. We just got Marcus. Like mm-hmm. we was coming together. We was figuring it, it out. Was scary. We was, we was learning how it to play scary. with everybody now. Everybody was healthy. Pat was healthy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi was healthy. I was healthier. Uh, like we had a complete team and then the pandemic hit um, and you know at that point it was like man like we didn't know what we was going to get out of the team at that point we wasn't connected we wasn't around each other we we kept we got a group chat that we was you know messaging making sure everybody was staying on their stuff but it just wasn't the same mm-hmm. um, and then like I said when we got into the bubble our our energy like it, it we we wasn't practicing how we should have been practicing. We wasn't working like we should have been mm-hmm. working. And um, you can feel it too. You can, sometimes you can, you feel can just feel it. that shit. You can feel it. You can feel it. And our crutch was, we got this, we got that person, we got- You got that paper. That paper looked good. The, the, it looked good on paper. The benches side, like we we had that as a crutch. And that's at the end of the day, that's what we just kept leaning on, mm-hmm. leaning on. That's what we was putting a Band-Aid on, everything mm-hmm. on. Um, and it, it just, you know, <clears throat> that, it don't work out like that. I tell everyone coming up, I mean, I was fortunate enough to play at UCLA and play for the Lakers and Clippers, but playing in LA is so much more than basketball. Uh, now you're, and you guys were in a situation for the first time in the history of the team, favorites on winning a championship. So what was that outside media pressure like? One, kind of a two-tier question, and then the social media part of it as well, because you took, like you said earlier, you took a lot of heat for the way you played at times and just constant shit talking to, to the point where I could see your energy through the TV and I hit you up like, bro, mm-hmm. you good? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And you kind of told me where you're at mentally, but d- how much of a toll did that take on you? Well, it was different because, you know what I mean, in the arena, you, <clears throat> it's, it's a certain, like, regardless of how you feel going into that game, when you see 15,000, 18,000 people, whatever you was feeling, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You, it's energy there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's intensity there. When you're going into the bubble, and mind you, you seeing these cats at, at the hotels, you seeing them on your walks to this place, that place. Like some AAU shit. Some AAU <laughs> like, And then you get to the bubble. It's quiet. You can hear. You can hear Doc screaming. You can hear like, and then that's that's like, I caught myself after every play looking at the bench. I don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. But because I can hear everything going on, every that, bucket I'm looking over like, voice. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> so it it just I just noticed little things that just wasn't like it, it didn't it didn't feel right. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't I, I I didn't have that fire that I usually have going into matchups. Like going into the games, I knew I wanted to destroy cats, but it was just because of the environment. Like, mm-hmm. I, like this is what you want right here. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't like playoff times at mm -hmm. all. It didn't feel like playoff time at all. And that's why you had like role players having the best Killing. games of their lives. Killing. That there no was no pressure. pressure. There was no, no pressure. pressure. So it, it, it just, and for star players, it's all the pressure. Um, so it, it, it just, it, it was different. It was a complete 180 like of, of hoops that you usually normal, like that's usually normal to you. Shit was just different. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I just, I couldn't adjust to it. I couldn't find my way. And then the shit just started dawning on me. It's like I'm thinking about it, going into mm -hmm. the games. Like, damn, how can I trick myself into like mm. creating an environment? And I just started being in my head now at this point. That's the worst place and to be. Yeah, and then the so <clears throat> we ain't got shit else to do mm -hmm. but be on the phone, mm -hmm. be on social media. So I'm I'm seeing everything now, and it's like. That, I'm thinking about that shit going into games. Like, all right, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Now I'm going. I'm getting deeper and deeper into my head. So I, I just <clears throat> like when I when you hit me, I was like, man, big bro, I can't. Like, mm -hmm. I'm struggling. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of this. Um, and it, it was just it was just tough. It was a different experience for me. Mm -hmm. well, now, when you hear you're to the point now where you're you're possibly hearing trade rumors about yourself again much more experienced, obviously confident in your ability, but does it still trickle back in your head the way it trickled in Indiana? No, nah, because now I understand, like, it's the business part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever, it could be some truth to it, or it could just be rumors because of somebody wants to touch mm -hmm. on, like, right. me playing in the bubble, and they mm -hmm. want to touch on and have fun with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, it's 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 like, it, it could be some truth to it. Like mm -hmm. I understand, like this this shit is a business. It's real. I'm a, I can be traded. Like yeah. so, uh, it don't bother me now. It is what it is. Um, I just you know I just keep it going. I'm still a big believer and still riding for y'all. But for everyone who was doubting you and talking shit, that's your solo camera right there. What can they expect next season from you? Oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm coming back. I'm a this I, is, I'm a translator after you finish it. In this my is version. this is like I'm back with my trainer. I'm back with my trainer that I had. My MVP season. Mm -hmm. um, I'm back with him. I get a summer to train to work on my game again. Going into a season, um, Rico run. I'm locked in, like as locked in as you can be. I'm, I'm motivated. I listen to Kobe on a daily basis. Mm. I just pull up motivational Kobe. Mm -hmm. They be like 15, eight minutes long. But I'm. I just. I put that on when I'm working out. That's like. I don't listen to a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I put that Kobe motivational speech shit on, mm -hmm. and I just listen to him talk while I'm lifting, while I'm on the court, and that's where I'm at right now. So mm -hmm. I'm back. I'm back motivated. Hell yeah. I'm as healthy as I've been in a long time, and um, I'm in position to do it. So I'm on, I'm on motherfuckers' asses. Can I translate? It? He didn't. He just used one cuss word at the end. I'm not gonna cuss at all. Oh, just, okay. Well, give me your shit then. Minor setback for the major comeback. Okay. Boom. You bitch you. <laughs> Shout out Snoop. Shout out Snoop. Uh, on a lighter note, big time gamer, are you Xbox, PS5, and I'm, do you have a plug for either? I'm Straight uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got what, kids. What God you need? It. What you need? Yeah, I'm, I'm, even I'm PS. Xbox. <laughs> I, I'm PS. I'm all PS, man. Okay. Shout out to PlayStation. That's I'm what's all up. PS. See, hey, shout out PlayStation. Of course, too. I'm you not got Paul, the PS. but that's the homie. So <laughs> you got the shoes. Get one. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we got the collab. We can work on that. He yeah. got the collab. We did a collab. But I'm on the game heavy. I'm on the game heavy. Now this dude is dope. People don't know. I mean, I hit him up. Man, maybe it was like two or three years ago, and this dude's just been sending shoes to the Twins team. Like they go crazy. Is that a 
that a PG box? It that says just do it all over. <laughs> I mean, a lot to the kids, man. It means the fucking world somewhere, man. You know what I mean? For you to take time and I hit you. Oh, bro, just shoot me the size this good. It's just, I really appreciate that because I know how much it means to the boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I told them out there interviewing you today and they wanted to skip their little fucking online school and come hang out. I was like, nah, we do some shit in there you guys can't see. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll tell him, he said, what's up? Daddy doing his thing yeah, right now. Yeah, man. All right, man, we coming down the stretch, man. Uh, toughest player that you've had to guard to date? Toughest player, uh, man, KD and Melo. KD and Melo is top of my list of the toughest guys I matched up against. People don't understand. I'd say Melo, too. I think Paul Pierce gets left out sometimes. But Melo was someone, when he was on his shit, that there wasn't a hole in his game. Mm-hmm. And you knew he didn't want to pass that bitch. So mm-hmm. when he got it, you better be ready to guard. You knew. You knew you had to. Strong like, everything you had to line up. Mid-range. You had to rest. You had to, <laughs> like, uh, after games, you got to ice down. Yeah, he's like big and strong. it was, People yeah, understand that. he's a fucking yeah. bull too. Because I caught him, I caught him the first time when he was in Denver, <laughs> and then when he got that was, traded, that was Braden Mello. Yeah, <laughs> Braden Mello was, and bull. so he was bully ball. Hell, Miss yeah. it, go get it. Miss right. it, go get it. Like, right. and, and you know, I was, I was, he, he had me on weight, so mm-hmm. he was just strong as mm-hmm. hell. He, he was the toughest cover I have had to match up with, and then KD, man. It's nothing you can do. Yeah, I don't even know There's what he nothing is. Nothing you can do. Well, you we, just hope he missed. I remember we with that Golden State team. We that was a Katie's rookie year in Seattle. Yep. Remember we just tried to bully him, but we both said we, we did a good job of bullying him too. But we like this motherfucker's gonna, gonna be, be a problem, yeah. man. Yeah. Because so long and he was so agile. He a but, killer. Favorite NBA game you played in? Favorite NBA game? Uh. Probably uh. Probably we played uh, Miami. I think it was like game five or game five. Yep, in Indy. Um, we was like down. They was up 3-1. Um, we was down, I think, going into the second half. I had I, – I started to, to – you know, I had a steady game. Um, but I, I finished the game with 36, but I had like 21 in the fourth. Ooh. And uh, it was – Elimination, elimination game, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. was on the seat, and um, you know, it, it just they couldn't do nothing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty one straight, mm. and I was just in my bag. Wonderful feeling. Off the bounce. What's the fast food place you can have it your way? Is that Burger King? Best Burger King. <laughs> However you need it, you can get yeah. it. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's probably my most memorable. Soundtrack game. to your life from what you started at to where you're at now. Give me three songs that would be. In rotation to summarize your life. My life, uh, I probably started off with some old school Sam Cooke. Ooh, change going is going. Man, come. hold Jack up, like that. man, um, man, you got me right there, there fam. Uh, roll up one. Then he'll, then he'll probably switch to uh, to some Drake. Yeah, started from the bottom. Mm. The boy. Now we here. And Shout out Drake. We looking for you, bro. Yeah, the boy. We looking for you. The boy. I say to, I say to to close it out. Man, it's got to be something nip, man. It's got to be something Rest nip. Yeah, Matt was gonna be upset if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be from the West Coast and yeah, not nip. Name nip. It's got to be something nip, man. Just yeah. because where I'm at, my headspace, my growth. Um, I don't even, man, stuck anything. in the grind. Yeah, it grind yeah. stuck in the grind grind mm-hmm. yeah that's all my one. life yeah all my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. how to close out Hell yeah top five video games of all time 
of all time. I know one you're going to say. 2K is in there. Shout mm -hmm. out 2K. That's my partner. 2K. Uh, Madden is in there. Madden. Um, let's see. I'm a shooter, so Call of Duty is in there. Yeah, of course. Merc's up. Uh, 007 Ooh. is in there. Ooh, that's early. That's Nintendo 64. Yes, they don't sir. know about that. Yes, sir. And five. Come on with it. Come on with it now. It's two. It's two. I'm upset that you missed. That I missed? Yeah. Man, now I'm thinking, what did I miss? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Help I was putting that field. Tech Mobile and Mike Tyson and Double Dribble. Double Dribble. Double Dribble. You can fade all the way across the court and shoot that, that shit, yo. Word. Double Dribble, man. <laughs> that was the shit, dog. That was. All, I mean, the whole Nintendo had a yeah. cool. Yeah. That's that was my era. Tech Mobile, I wasn't a little too young. For I that. was a little too young. Yeah, okay, Tech Mobile. Yeah. We got the I started playing Tech the Maddens, Mobile. like mm -hmm. the early, yeah. early, early Maddens. Yeah. Uh, but damn, double dribble was, that was a hit. Classic. Classic. I'm mad I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna throw like Fight Night in there. Fight night, yeah. Uh, Mike That's Tyson's all that. punch out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Mike Tyson Contra. punch out. Don't get me started. Was hard. Double Don't dragon. Yeah, I had them I had them all. Yeah, hell yeah. five dinner guests, dead or alive. This is our favorite question. Favorite question. Five top five dinner guests. MJ, for sure. Which one? Both. Okay. Mike Jackson okay. and Mike okay. Jordan. Okay. Okay. Um, Will Smith. Nice. Um, Kobe. Mm -hmm. And my fifth. Uh, I can't. I, I I never got a chance to meet him, so I, I gotta throw Barack in there. Everybody. Ooh. Everybody got him in there. Throw in there. That's a nice Ooh. five. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> Who do you want to see on All the Smoke? But Ooh. before you answer, yeah, we gonna rely on you to help us get this person on the show. Okay. Who I want to see? Oh man, I I think I think man, y'all gonna get a, a a shit ton of great content, man. And we talked about them. You gotta get Lance on here. Mm. Yes, y'all gotta yeah, get. Yeah, we Lance got to. On here. I'm with that. Funny, I'm bro. with that. We might record a song. Man, he gonna have y'all tears. Say, he'll rap. He'll do whatever. You don't yes, know what yeah. he did. The nigga do it all, man. Yeah, <laughs> he rap. I'm gonna hit him. He I'm sing, gonna hit him after he this. Auto tune. Yeah. <laughs> he he cracked jokes. And y'all gotta get. Y'all got something in common. What? You and Lance are both ladies' men. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I'm gonna bring back. A, uh, I appreciate that though. I'm gonna bring back a segment though that we haven't done. Jack, we are gonna bring back your begging segment. This motherfucker got PSs, two uh, Ks, Nikes. What you need? What you need? Yeah, well, you know, you, you see why the begging segment has kind of died down. I just been DMing motherfuckers. Oh, okay, this is the secret. Yeah, I ain't gotta wait for the camera. Off I'm just camera gonna DM, shit. Yeah, I'm just gonna DM a motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> motherfuckers fucking with me. Just send yeah. that DM. We good. Yeah, you, go. you know it's always love. Whatever <laughs> yeah. y'all need, man. Straight it's up. always love. It's always love. Bro. Last question: When it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy in the NBA to be? You know what? It's championships. Like that's 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 what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, man, I just you know want people to understand, man. I came from nothing, and. You know, being in Palmdale, I don't know if, I mean, you've been I in Palmdale. LA, I don't know if you've been down to Palmdale. I've driven through it on the way to Vegas, and I was like, hey, fucking get the fuck out of here. It ain't nothing in yeah. Palmdale. Um, so I'm a kid that came from nothing, mm -hmm. man, and I'm living out my dreams. Um, what inspired me and what I want to be, my, my name to be left on is this kid came and he brought everything he had, 
um, on both sides on both sides of the floor. It's, it's refreshing to see to us. Mm-hmm. And, and I just I, I want that because it is a lost art. Like kids don't look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want that to be something that that resonates with kids going forward. Like it's okay. And you know, shout out to Lake Hope. He is the reason why I play the game the way I play okay. it. And I want that to be what kids look at. Dope. It's cool. Like don't worry about like getting dunked on. It's part like, of the game. It's part of the game. It's gonna happen. Like. Take that challenge though, mm. like First live up to the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I don't got no regrets. Right. Mm-hmm. I I got to play against the best. I seen the best. Um, you are one of the yeah, best. I say you one of the best. Man, so, yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's there's no shame ever in whatever you leave on that floor. Competing, man. It's all that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's just what I want my name to be. You know, if nothing else is respectable. Make that respectable. And he is a man of his word. Reached out to him. It was doing the game. Needed a jersey. I got the jersey FedEx two days later. So I appreciate you, bro. Love. Signed. Okay. Love. That's a wrap, man. Appreciate oh, we appreciate your time, Thank man. My boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, that's a wrap. Another episode. Thank our guest, Paul George. You can catch this on Showtime, basketball, YouTube, and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. See y'all we, next week. And oh, we could keep naming a whole bunch of sponsors, but we, we ain't got time. <laughs> hey, we got some more sponsors. That yeah. means we got some more money. See y'all next week. This is All a Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.